It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Get ready for success. Leadership Strategies for Women is a show dedicated to providing practical and valuable strategies for emerging women leaders of today. It's your time to get inspired, motivated, and challenged to achieve your vision for success. And now, here's leadership speaker and coach, Ellie Nieves. Hello, hello, everyone. My name is Ellie Nieves, and I am a woman's leadership speaker and coach, and I'm also the founder and president of Leadership Strategies for Women. And I am excited to come to you today. Uh, we typically come to you via podcast, and many of you are listening in, but we are also veering off into the video space. So this is our first video interview, and I'm excited to be uh, sharing the Leadership Strategies for Women podcast on another platform. And we've got a really exciting guest with us today. Her name is LaShawn Davis. She is an HR consultant and she is the founder of HR Plug. She offers workshops and trainings to help companies to value their employees. And I'm excited to introduce her to you. LaShawn, welcome to Leadership Strategies for Women. Thank you, Ellie. Thank you for having me. So excited to be here. So LaShawn, please tell us about yourself. Sure. So I am LaShawn Davis. I am, um, I hail from Miami, Florida, and uh, graduated from the Florida A&M University. I uh, got a bachelor's degree in journalism, and then I ventured into the HR space when I got a master's degree from Nova Southeastern University. And so um, for the past 15 years or so, I have been working in the HR space in all realms and have fell in love with employee engagement and employee relations. And so that's somewhat, um, a little bit about me and I have, um, you know, four children, I have a husband and we reside in South Atlanta in uh, Locust Grove, Georgia. And so just excited uh, to be here and have an opportunity to share a little bit about my area of expertise for you guys. That's great. So what inspired you and motivated you to launch HR Plug? Right. So the HR plug, it was really a twofold effort. And so for one, having worked in the HR space for so long, I recognized that as HR, I became the voice for the employees a lot, but had to balance that, of course, with the needs of the business and the organization. So the HR plug came into existence to 
somehow be sometimes be a voice for the employee when they feel like they don't have one they have a resource they have someone they can go to outside of their organization for a true real life um, guidance and feedback for whatever situation that they might be facing um, so the HR plug is like a resource for them an outlet when they feel like they don't have another one and the second piece of the rollout was just because I felt like we overcomplicate the role of leadership sometimes and it's it's really really, really basic. And um, it's, it's just about your employees uh, being confident in who you are and, um, and, and, and doing what you do best as a leader. And so the HR plug kind of helps to um, build employees to get the confidence and courage to be the best that they can be in their roles and develop and build leaders and so that they know how to treat the employees so that the, that the department or the company can, can perform and then working with companies to help them balance both. That's great. And what are some of the challenges that you faced as you were pursuing your goals? Sure. So, I mean, you know, first being, a, you know, a young female when I started in this industry was a challenge in itself. Um, working with leaders, you know, 15 years ago was a lot different than what it looks like today. We are still battling gender equality in the workplace. However, um, you know, back then the challenges I faced was having to go to, you know, sometimes men who were older or people who were older and, and tell them no or tell them no, I don't support. And that's hard when you're a leader and you own something, having someone else come and tell you that you can't do it or share the risk in doing so. And so the challenge was initially coming in and having to build trust, build a respectable brand and work hard to get people to really understand um, I'm here to support and I'm here to help and I'm not here to control or here to do. And so that was probably the biggest challenge um, you know, getting, getting started. And I would say the second challenge is really getting people, companies, leaders, um, just anybody to understand the importance of investing in you, investing in what you believe in, whether that's your company, whether that's your abilities, whether that's just who you are as your brand. It's so critical and it's so important because if you don't invest in you and believe in yourself, no one else will either. And so those are the two probably challenging things that I, that I faced when I was launching the HR plug. So you really focused your consulting business on empowering employees to do their best and to become top performers. Yes. So what are some of the challenges to becoming a top performer? I think, um, well, one I can say is the sin, I call it the sin of comparison. You know, we are in, um, a position where we're looking at everyone else and it's so easy because of social media and all the varying platforms that are out there and then we began looking at other people wondering why can't I be that why that isn't me you know and then we end up limiting ourselves in that process and so um we have to like really stop comparing ourselves to other people and start looking at who we are and recognize we are who we are and there's no one else who will ever be. And so once we start embracing that and not comparing ourselves so much to everyone else, you know, we, we can be better performers. And um, another thing I want to mention too, Nelly, is that we sometimes are so excited when we're ready to launch, right, that we fail to define our goals, we fail to strategize and then be disciplined and really executing the thing that we wanted to start doing. We have 101 ideas, but nothing has been executed. So it's so important that we really, um, in order to stay that top performer, 
stay disciplined and stay focused on what your ultimate and initial goal was so that you can reach it and that you can face it. And, um, you know, finally, I would say patience. We live in an immediate, I want it now world. Um, and, and we have to understand the value of letting things manifest, letting things, um, you know, bask, letting it uh, soak in and, and, and marinate before we just jump and want it immediately. And so I think if we focus on p being patient, focus on focusing on what our goal is and not comparing ourselves to anybody or anything else that's out there, then you can stay at the top of your game. Wow. So let's talk specifically about women leaders. Sure. What are some of the strategies that women leaders can employ in order to get ahead in their careers? So, um, so there's, there, there are three things I want to mention here. Um, and, and the first I would say is definitely network, but don't just network to see what you can get and learn from other people pour back into the people that you network with. Offer just as much as you take because um, you'll find networking and building that strong circle or that strong group, that accountability partner or whomever it might be helps empower who we are. And as I mentioned earlier, we're still battling with gender equality in the workplace, but if we band together as women and network with each other and lift us, lift up your sister when they're down and vice versa, we become stronger as a unit. And so um, it's definitely important for women, you know, sometimes we do get competitive or we do get that little jealousy inkling in there, but we have to fight those urges and work with each other to build each other. And that's how we can definitely as women make a strong presence and a strong stance in the business world. World. Um, <laughs> the second thing I would say is, um, especially for women, because we are, you know, so powerful, we have a superpower in being a woman as itself that we take on a whole lot, right? We're mothers, we're wives, we're business women, we're all of these things. And then when it comes to the business world, we feel like we have to juggle so many things as well. But my best advice for you all um, would be to find that one niche, find that one thing you're good at and build on that expand on that, focus on that. Let that be the thing that defines you. And that's what I really struggled with coming into the HR consulting world because when you hear HR, you automatically think, well, that's recruiting or that's compensation or that's benefits or that, you know, there's so many things that fall in under that. But then when I focus on the one thing in HR that I love most, which is the employee perspective part and the employee engagement part, then I was able to build my empire on that. So a lot of times we get distracted by the several different things that we're attracted to in business or the several different things we want to do. But find that one good thing. And I promise you, when you do and you build on that, you'll find so much fulfillment because it'll be something that you love and something that you enjoy to do. So, you know, find what defines you. Um, and, and that can be a challenge sometimes. So a little, let me, let me give you a nugget of advice to help you do that. What I did was, I went on Facebook and I put a post. Can you list three things that you think I'm good at? And you'll be amazed at the things that people think you're good at that you didn't even recognize was a talent in itself. Take those three things and see what weighs the most. What are most people saying that you're good at and try to incorporate that into your niche because what's, what you're good at comes naturally for you and then the work won't seem as overabundant to do. Okay. Wow, that's um, great advice. Very nice. Yep. And um, I think the last thing I want to share um, that helped 
women stand out more and, and, and lead effectively and efficiently would be effective communication. And so what I mean by that isn't just being able to speak or speak or write well, but it's just not being afraid to say what needs to be said or ask for what you want or what you think you're worth. Um, the, I can tell you working in HR, the biggest thing that I've seen that differentiates men and women when it comes to communication, especially when it comes to negotiating for a job, or especially when it comes to asking for that raise, is that men aren't afraid to do it. You know, women, we overanalyze, well, I don't want to offend them. I don't want to hurt their feelings. You know, I don't want to seem ungrateful. We just tend to overanalyze everything that comes to us naturally as nurturers. We have to get in a space where we are comfortable and we are confident going after what we want and just asking for it, not feeling like we have to justify it all the time. So if you're in a position where you're interviewing for a job and you get that offer, always counter. Always ask for something that you feel like you're worth. Be a risk taker. Don't be afraid to walk in the confidence and the and, you know boldly because that's what you are designed to do. It's sometimes fear that holds us back that other genders don't, you know, they don't they don't have a, that struggle or battle with. You know, so those are the three things, Ellie, I, I would say that that are some strategies that will help you get ahead um, in your career. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So, LaShawn, you know, getting ahead, it takes time, it takes commitment, it takes effort. How can women leaders be patient with the progress that they make as they're trying to get ahead? Right. Great question. Um, I think first it starts with having a strong self-awareness about not just who you are, not just what you do, but just where you are realistically in your journey and in your goals. So, you know, have a clear alignment with your what your capabilities are and your abilities. Because I want to be president of the United States doesn't necessarily mean that I'm qualified or that I'm prepared or that I am in a position to be able to do that. So being realistic with myself and assessing myself honestly will help me not set unrealistic goals that I'm never going to meet and I'm just sitting there waiting for it to magically happen. Um, and so, you know, are you looking um, to grow in an area maybe that you're not well in or that you don't perform well in or are you um, better suited for another um, goal or another area, that's kind of what self-awareness and self-assessments kind of help you out. And that's where that network that we spoke about earlier comes into play because you can leverage that and you can ask for the feedback, um, you know, and, and, and see, am I being honest with myself? Because that's going to be the first step into making sure that you're not waiting for something that will never happen. Um, also, when you're playing the waiting game, just stay busy. Keep doing things that are going to uh, enhance your skill set or perfect your craft. Go to events, go to conferences, read a book, write a blog. You know, there are so many things that you can do um, that can help you in your in your waiting season, right? Um, stretch yourself, do something that you haven't done before so that you can talk about it and make that thing that much more interesting. Um, and then most importantly, that a lot of us what we don't do, um, especially as women, is we don't celebrate the small things, right? You know, and, and if, you're, if you want to write a book and maybe you haven't written that book yet or finished that book yet, but you finished a chapter, 
celebrate that. That that is a win. That is something that is worth um, celebrating it because it is an accomplishment. And sometimes we're so focused on the big picture that we forget about those small steps that takes us to get there. So don't forget to celebrate those because patience requires celebrating those little things so that when we get to the big things, then it's a full-on party. Um, you know, so those are some of the things that I can say while you're waiting. You know, again, don't compare yourself. Stay busy, stay educated, stay practicing in your craft and celebrate those small wins. That's going to really make it not feel like you're waiting, so to speak. Fabulous. So LaShawn, what is next for you? Wow, so there's so many things on the horizon. Um, I will be actually speaking at a leadership conference next um, month. It's a women's leadership conference located in the Atlanta area that I'm truly excited about. Um, I'll be publishing actually this week a resource guide that is giving you 25 ways that you can effectively start today being a respectable leader. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, I'm also launching a podcast and it's called Workplace Chronicles and it's really like an advice column um, and just kind of talking about and talking through um, things that thriving professionals want to know or need advice about. They can submit their questions um, and I will answer them on the podcast and talk about potentially other things that are happening in the news related to that area that can also give them some advice as well. Um, and lastly, I'm working on a book that I hope to have out and released by this spring. So a lot of things going on that I'm excited about, Ellie, um, and, and on the horizon for the HR plug. That's fabulous, Lashawn. So how can our viewers and listeners get in touch with you? So um, a lot of ways to connect, and I'd love to connect with your viewers and your listeners so that we can build each other's networks like we talked about earlier. So my website is www.thrplug.com, and you can go on there and subscribe and stay updated on everything that's happening in the HR world. I am also on Instagram at the underscore HR underscore plug and Facebook, the HR plug. And you can also shoot me an email at info at the HR plug.com if you have any questions or like to talk about anything that we've mentioned today. That's great, LaShawn. Thank you so much. You've inspired us and you've given us a lot of wisdom and we're excited to follow you. You're clearly a rising star. You've got a lot on your plate and we're sending you a lot of positive uh, love and support. We know that you're going to be a rock star. I so appreciate it, Ellie, and I am so truly thankful for this opportunity and spending time with you guys this afternoon. Thank you, LaShawn, and thank you to all, all right. of our viewers and listeners. Until next time, God bless. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. 
Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 